Euronet Plus Panorama is a weekly review of European news broadcast by our network of EU radio stations. The latest developments in Russia's war against Ukraine, particularly the annexation of four of its territories and the sabotage of two Baltic Sea pipelines, suggest that Moscow is moving into a new phase of the war, which sparks a new stage of concern for the EU, our member stations report. Last week, Russian President Vladimir Putin approved the annexation of four Ukrainian provinces, Luhansk and Donetsk in the east, and Zaporja and Kherson in the south. This decision follows self-proclaimed referenda, condemned by the EU as a sham. Reactions have poured in from across the EU with varying degrees of intensity. Italy, for one, will not recognize the results of the referenda and has condemned Moscow's action in the Ukrainian-occupied regions. Radio 24 attended a press conference held on Monday, the 3rd of October, by Ettore Sequi, Secretary-General of the Italian Foreign Ministry. I expressed to Ambassador Brazov Italy's strongest condemnation of the farcical referenda in the Ukrainian regions of Donetsk, Luhansk, Kherson and Zaporizhia are consultations that the Russian Federation conducted illegally to annex the occupied territories in violation of every rule of international law, said Ambassador Randolph, which Italy does not and will not recognize. Outrage was also high in Poland, where Marcin Przedacz, Polish Deputy Foreign Minister, repeated the country's unconditional support for Ukraine. These actions are groundless and illegal from the point of view of international law. They are the consequences of Russia's imperialistic policy. The world response should be the refusal to recognize these actions while continuing to support Ukraine, which has the right to defend its own territories. According to Warsaw, the move is a distraction from Russian setbacks on the war front. It is both internal Russian propaganda and a test of the West reaction, said Piotr Wawczyk, another deputy foreign minister of Poland. The message was meant for domestic purposes, in light of the failures that the Russians are suffering. It was necessary to somehow build the morale of the society and support for this criminal dictator. On the other hand, it was also directed toward the West. Putin's last hope that the West will stop supporting Ukraine. This, of course, will not happen from the point of view of the West, including Poland. Nothing will change here. The subject will be discussed at an informal meeting of EU leaders in Prague today. The leaders will also discuss how best to protect our critical infrastructure, as stated in the summit's invitation letter. Indeed, evidence that leaks, discovered last week in the twinned Nord Stream gas pipelines connecting Europe and Russia in the Baltic Sea, were caused by sabotage, has sent another chill through the EU. It is forcing Europe to rethink the security of its energy infrastructure. These developments, combined with the annexation of the Ukrainian territories and the national mobilization campaign in Russia, are signs that Russia has entered a new phase of the war. These actions can be seen as part of a hybrid warfare, which combines military and cyber attacks, and is increasingly present in contemporary warfare. Critical infrastructure, such as hospitals, heating plants, electrical systems, are particularly threatened by this hybrid warfare, 
reports RTV Slow. Critical infrastructure is essential to the operation of every country, and as such it requires special protection. It is obvious that this, the leaks in the Nord Stream pipelines, was indeed sabotage, and this may lead to a provocation, so much so that we await the reaction of the countries whose critical infrastructure was attacked. In a debate with RTBF Nicolas Gosset, a researcher at Belgium's Royal Defence Institute worries about the EU's vulnerability to this growing menace, as further threats to infrastructure can be expected. It is the entire infrastructure that is vulnerable to cyber attack, from water supply to electricity supply to embedded computer systems and submarine infrastructure. This is mainly gas pipelines, pipelines, submarine internet cables, electrical interconnection lines, and there is a considerable increase in US and European military patrols in the contiguous waters of the North Atlantic. But this does not fully immunize against the risk. Interviewed by Estonian radio station Radio, security contractor Janusz Rahumagi does not expect Russia to stop there either. He expects more attacks on European energy facilities. He also believes that the attack on the gas pipelines is a message from the Kremlin to the West. The main reason, I think, is to send the message that this inland sea of Europe in today's geography is under attack. Western Europe has actually lived a fairly peaceful life for 80 years. I think the message is very clear. This peaceful life is now over. This is an indirect measure to make Western European governments less supportive of Ukraine and what is happening there. The best thing that can happen for Russia, in principle, is that there are now demonstrations in Western Europe that influence governments and their decisions. For Nicolas Gosset, the researcher interviewed by RTBF, it cannot be a coincidence that this act takes place just upon the inauguration of a new pipeline between Norway and Poland, also in the Baltic Sea. A manifestation of some kind of Russian restraint that one could imagine as being a message of, see, we could have hit the new Baltic pipe. It didn't happen there, but well, it's still possible. European countries have already stepped up military patrols to protect energy supplies in the North Sea and off the Italian coast. If the evidence points to Russia, it should perhaps be nuanced, say Ignaz Tankovicius, a Lithuanian security expert. This move is not necessarily favorable to Russian President Vladimir Putin, who did not need to show that he has total control over gas supplies to the EU, as he demonstrated in early September when Gazprom announced the indefinite closure of the Nord Stream 1 pipeline. Most likely, behind this sabotage, it could be other Russian players he told They're called, well, let's call them, hardliners in Russia, who call themselves partisans. Because it turned out that it's not difficult to blow up the pipelines, not necessarily with submarines, not necessarily with sophisticated systems, you could also drop this explosive from a civilian ship, from a small ship. Another option could be the Russian special services, 
who also want to depose Putin, seeing where Russia is going with Putin's policies. That could be the case, but here I don't think the probability is very high. Meanwhile, the EU is developing this infrastructure to boost energy diversification and step up its energy supply. After the inauguration of the Baltic pipe in Poland, a new interconnector between Greece and Bulgaria was opened on Saturday the 1st of October. This interconnector, that will carry an additional 5 billion cubic meters of Azeri gas to southern Europe, will increase connectivity between the north and south of Europe along the so-called vertical corridor. At the inauguration ceremony, also attended by European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen, Bulgarian President Radev said that the pipeline is a symbol of successful cooperation in the region. BNR reports. Finally, the southern gas corridor running from Shagdanis to Turkey, Greece to Italy has been connected to the vertical gas corridor, providing new opportunities not only for Bulgaria, but for Romania, Serbia, North Macedonia and many other countries from Central and Southern Europe. With the expected launch of uh, the LNG terminal in Alexandropolis, our region will get finally real diversification Thank you for listening and do come back next week for more news from around the Uranet Plus network. <laughs>